Are you ready to get unapologetically loud about your brand? Are you ready to stop playing small and grow your business to be everything that you've ever desired? Then you're in the right place. My name is Stephanie Rollins, and I'm a digital marketing strategist and marketing coach who's ready to help you implement easy, proven marketing strategies to grow your business. We'll dive into strategies for email marketing, lead generation, social media, productivity, and we'll even have candid conversations about the craziness behind being a business owner. Welcome to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode. So happy that you could join me today. Um, So today I want to do like, I want to start giving you guys like marketing strategies based off of like some of my personal experiences. Um, We all like (laughs) go through different things and experience different things. And also we see things in different perspectives. But I want to start kind of utilizing like some of my personal experiences as lessons because I I believe that you can find a lesson in anything that you experience. So, you know, instead of being like pessimistic about, you know, what the outcome was or even, you know, just ruminating on whatever the outcome was, like what can we learn from it? How can we move forward and how can we improve ourselves as a result? So the story I want to tell you guys today is about my experience with a particular hairstylist. Um... So I guess I'm just going to kind of give you like a basic rundown and what lessons that I got from this, even though my experience wasn't great, like what lessons that I got from this and that I could use in my business and you could use in your business as well. So I moved to Atlanta from Virginia in 2016. Me and my family, we packed up and we moved down here. We weren't really sure like, you know, (laughs) what to expect. All we knew is that Virginia didn't have any good job opportunities, and so we needed better job opportunities, so we packed up, we moved down here. Now, those of you who know me, and by looking at the picture, I'm a black woman, okay? And for those of you who are listening and are not familiar with, I don't want to say black culture, but you're just not familiar with things that black women have to go through, one of them is finding a really good hairstylist or a hairstylist that you can continue going to over and over again. So yes, you may find somebody who does your hair really well once, but there may be something that happens while she's doing your hair that you're not particularly fond of and you decide to not go to her again. This is kind of one of those experiences. Um, It's really hard to find a home salon, first of all, because, you know, sometimes booking with people can be a little difficult. Sometimes stylists have, you know, different requirements in order for them for you to come to them and sometimes like you know just with any anybody this isn't just with black stylists or anything with any business like their attitude just ain't right and the vibe isn't right so you don't want to you know give them your money because you feel uncomfortable so in this particular case I ended up finding a salon based on a mutual connection that the salon owner and I had and so I had been going to the salon for three years and I can't, I'm only going to share like the nitty gritty of like my very last experience with this hairstylist because I really don't remember much of the other three years worth of appointments. I remember certain things and that's what I'm going to share with you right now. So over the course of the three years, what I can tell you is she did a wonderful job on my hair, but this particular stylist never remembered my name. She never offered me to come in for like another appointment or even try to upsell me or anything like maintain like any sort of relationship with me like at all. 
and the stylist really didn't talk to me. Now, I want to elaborate on this really quick. I actually don't need anybody to talk to me while I'm in the chair, but if you're like talking to everybody else, I feel like there's a difference like when you're talking to everybody else in the room except for your client versus like you're just not speaking to anybody and you're not speaking to your client either. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference. So if she's speaking to other clients and other people in the salon, it's a little like, okay, like, is there something wrong with me or <laughs> like what? But you know, whatever. The, she did a really great job on my hair. So I continued to go to her for those three years. Another thing that she did that I just want to elaborate on was the whole not upselling me and not getting me back into like another appointment. So while some of you may say, oh, you know, well, I don't want somebody to sell products to me. I get it. I actually don't want to be sold products either. I, I actually have products that I like. And unless it's something like super specific that she recommends, I'm probably not going to get it anyway. However, I'm looking for a home salon. I'm looking for somewhere that I can go and I can feel comfortable. And I know this person's going to take care of me whenever I come in. I, I want to find a home salon. I don't want to be jumping from salon to salon. And another plus was she was getting me in and out. I would be in and out of her chair within like an hour and a half, which I mean, I only get a silk press. I'm not getting like an elaborate hairstyle, but if you're getting like an elaborate hairstyle, you could be in the chair for a few hours. So, you know, she, she ticked all of the basic boxes, but like not the boxes that I need to be ticked in order to find like that home salon. So what, what ended up happening was like, I would always feel uncomfortable with going into this salon. I knew I needed to get my hair done. I knew that I didn't feel like looking for anybody else to do my hair. And you know, this was, this was just it. You know what I'm saying? Like she was already doing my hair. We were, we were already like kind of familiar with each other, even though she didn't remember my name or any personal details or anything like that. She still knew how to do good hair. And I just didn't feel like looking for a home salon. So let's fast forward to my very last appointment with her in 2021. So Oh man, this is like a doozy. <laughs> so I'm just going to start from the very beginning. So I schedule my appointment. It's for like 9.30 a.m. on like a Saturday or something like that. And so I arrive at the salon and it's in one of those like salon suites type of deals. So basically like there's like a lot of salon owners that um, or beauticians or hairstylists or whatever you want to call them that are in one building and everybody has like their own little suite, right? So the instructions on the door said to call your stylist so that they can let you in the door. So I call my stylist. I get there around like 9.15, 9.10. So I call my stylist to let me in the door and she doesn't answer her phone. No problem. So I wait a few more minutes and I'm actually kind of starting to get a little nervous because I'm like, uh, okay, I'm early and I don't, you know, I don't want to I don't know if something happened to her or what, whatever, you know, but it's like 925 at this point and I still hadn't heard from her. So I called her again just to make sure like we're still on, we're still good. And she answers her phone and she's like, hey, yeah, I'm up the street. Remind, remind you, my appointment's at 930. It's 925. Okay. So she says, yeah, I'm right up the street. I'll be right there. And then I'm like, okay, great. And then she kind of finishes off the conversation and says like, yeah, your appointment's not until 9.30 anyway. And so I'm kind of like, mm, well, it's 9.25. And I mean, if I'm late, you'd be trying to, sometimes they try to charge you or take away your deposit for you being late. So I'm like, I'm trying to be on time. And 
that way we can get started on time. And also it's 925. It's not like it's 845 and I'm just like super early. Like it's literally like five minutes before the appointment. So I'm just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. I'll see you when you get here. So then she pulls up and I see her walking up. So I'm like, okay, great. She's here. And she looks at me and in all fairness, I do have my mask on, but she looks at me and she goes, are you Stephanie? And she said it in a way like, it was like my first time ever booking with her. My, I've been going to her for three years. So I kind of was like, yeah, that's me, you know? And that just made me feel uncomfortable because I was like, yo, I've been spend, spending money like consistently for three years and she really doesn't know my first name. Like, oh Lord. So, you know, I feel like if she did know me, she would have followed up and I could be wrong. Again, we perceive things in very different ways, but I feel like if she did remember me, she'd have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. I just didn't recognize you because I haven't seen you with your mask on or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just something to kind of say, yes, I remember you, but I just didn't recognize you in this moment. Also, I want to point out, I have a, I feel like I have a pretty distinct look. I feel like even if she couldn't see my mouth, she could see my eyes. And if you know me, like my eyes are green. So, I mean, I feel like she would have been able to recognize me, but that's neither here nor there. So we go inside and she sits me into the salon chair and, or where the shampoos, shampoo bowls are. And so I sit down and I guess somebody had come in like the day before to do some work on the shampoo bowls. So she's trying to literally like figure out a dilemma with the shampoo bowls while I'm sitting there and my hair is like soaking wet. So she started washing my hair and then she kind of figured out something was wrong. And so she's talking with another stylist who's in the shop and she's kind of like, oh, why didn't they fix this yesterday? What's wrong with this? Like she's kind of getting frustrated and that I can understand, you know, I, that really wasn't a big deal. So I'm including it with the story so that you can kind of get like the vibe of like what I was experiencing. But that really to me wasn't a huge deal. I would have been frustrated too. I probably wouldn't have like made like said anything about it in front of the client just so you know or I wouldn't have said it in that tone rather there's always ways to like say things you know so that people don't perceive it in like a malicious way so I feel like she maybe she could have had a different tone but she didn't so like it is what it is she was frustrated and I get it if you know me then you know that I love Canva thanks to Canva I've been able to save on graphic design costs as an entrepreneur and I'm able to create all of my design assets in one place. Canva has cut my social media process down by 50% and I literally wouldn't be able to be consistent on social without it. If you haven't tried Canva yet, then where have you been? Head on over to the show notes and grab a free Canva Pro trial now and thank me later. But then her and the other stylist start talking to each other. Remember, she ain't saying nothing to me and I'm okay with it. I'm just there to get my hair done, whatever. But they start talking to each other and they're talking about some drama, some inter or intra salon drama. So I'm just kind of sitting there like, okay, this is awkward because I don't want to hear about that. In addition to the intra salon drama, they're also talking like crap about other clients. And then the other stylist, even she had a client in her chair. She even picked up her phone at one point and she says, ugh. This client is so early. I don't know why these people like to come early. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there like, well, if we come late, you guys try to charge us more or take our deposit. And, and I mean, 
people are early for their appointments. I'm not really sure where the confusion is. Like it's, it's a common courtesy to be five to 10 minutes early for your appointment instead of just dragging in like right on time or even a few minutes late. It's just a common courtesy. So the vibe was weird, right? I'm just trying to ignore it and I'm just trying to sit there and be quiet. Um, but I am uncomfortable because I'm like, I don't see what's wrong with somebody being, you know, a few minutes early for their appointment. And I'm not really sure why they're talking about like intra-salon gossip in front of clients. So let's fast forward because I do want to get to the lessons that I learned from this. So let's fast forward um, a few, like maybe 20, 30 minutes later, other people start coming in the salon, like other stylists and clients and whatnot. Again, my stylist is not talking to me. Um, And again, I really am okay with that. I don't mind. It's just when like, they're paying attention to other people in the salon and they're like literally not saying anything to me, then it feels like a little uncomfortable. Um, but at one point, another client had come in for her appointment and she was early again, another client. And this time the owner had showed up and she does hair as well. So I hear the owner tell the lady, okay, we'll be right with you. And then when the lady walks out of the door, the owner says, yeah, she just needs to chill out, chill out, bruh. I'm, you know, like she's like talking all this junk and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what is this vibe? Like I did not like it one bit. I didn't like it one bit. And then my, my stylist is sitting there like, yeah, yeah, she needs to chill. So I'm like, how is that supposed to make me feel <laughs> when I was early for my appointment? So I'm just sitting here like taking mental notes and I'm telling myself the whole time, like, yeah, I'm not coming back here. Like I have to find somewhere else. And the very last thing that she did was she basically stopped when she finished my appointment, she immediately started on somebody else and she did not even say goodbye to me or she didn't even really make sure my cash app went through before I left. Like she just immediately started on somebody else. And so I said goodbye to her. But when she said goodbye to me, she was in the middle of a conversation with the stylist, another stylist. So she just kind of like waved me off. So when I left, I was like, I'm never freaking coming back here. At all. I will never spend another dollar here, like ever. And so there's a lot of opportunities that I feel like she missed out on. And I understand that like hairstylists are not business people. In all fairness, none of us, most of us are not business people, right? We start a business because it's something that we like to do. We want to make our own money. We want to be flexible, but none of us really come in knowing exactly what to do. That's why we hire coaches. That's why we take courses. That's why we indulge on YouTube. So I just, just a couple of things like she really could have done better. Number one, and this, this, I'm going to frame this in the form of like marketing lessons for you and your business. Um, because that's really what all this boils down to. So number one, Provide a good experience. Most people don't pay for items or commodities. They pay for experiences and they will pay for experiences. So if your experience is, okay, I'm going to be going into the salon and I'm going to have to listen to people gossip about other people who are just like me. And they're probably also going to be gossiping about me as soon as I leave. And I, you know, like I have to feel uncomfortable. I have to feel, you know, just maybe not even safe at times. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to pay. And then I got to pay for it on top of that. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. 
That's what we're not going to do. Nobody wants to pay for that. Okay. You need to provide a good experience for your customer. And that's everything from your emails to your text communications, whatever, whatever way you're communicating with your customer, it needs to be positive. Right. And yes, I know customers can sometimes be a pain in the butt, but you have to learn and and be able to discern whether or not somebody's really trying to work with you or if they're, they just have their mindset on being a butthole for the day. Right. And if they have their mindset on being a butthole for the day, then you have to position yourself and say, okay, I can't take on your energy. That's your responsibility. And if you have your mindset on that, that's on you. And I'm over here. Do you want me to help you fix your problem or not? That's the question. And if it's or not, then okay, then have a wonderful day. I I don't know how to help you from here. Right. Some people are just going to be like that. But most people just want to feel comfortable with their purchase. So provide a good experience, communicate with your customer and, you know, the least you could do if somebody's purchasing from you, not even just once, but repeatedly learn their name, create a relationship. This is like something I'm really big on because so many people, they just want to get your money and dip. And it really boggles my mind because I'm like, do you know if you really actually created a, a relationship with this person and asked them questions and and had like a communication structure with them that you could probably actually make a lot more money Instead of just taking their money that one time, like it just boggles my mind that people don't do this. So create a relationship with them, learn their first name at the least. And then also you can use their, whatever experience they're indulging with, with you at the time, you can use that to recommend other products and services. So for example, every time I went to this particular hairstylist, Um, she would always make a comment and say, Oh girl, your ends are not the best. Like you really need to come in more frequently, but she would never say anything like, okay, let's go ahead and get you like, before I even leave, let's go ahead and get you booked for another appointment so that we don't have this again. Or here's a regimen that I recommend so that you can, um, you can strengthen your ends and they're not as split whenever you come in for a trim, you know, like she didn't do any of that. So for me, it was like, it really was just transactional. The relationship was strictly transactional. You can do my hair, I can pay you the money and I'm going on. But for me as a customer, the more I was doing that, I just was questioning like, why am I giving her my money? She's not the only person here in Atlanta who can do my hair. There's tons of stylists here in Atlanta who could do my hair. So why am I giving it to her? I don't even feel comfortable giving her my money. So those are the three biggest lessons. Give your customer an experience, upsell them into other products and services based on whatever you're doing for them in the moment. And just to add on to that, like this would have been the perfect opportunity for her to have been like, you know what, what are your hair goals? Let's talk about some of your hair goals. And she could have been like, I want to be the person to help you reach your hair goals. If you want to grow your hair, then this is what you need to do. Or if you want to strengthen your hair, then this is what you need to do. She could have done all of that, but she didn't. She just sat down and gave me a press and sent me on about my way. So needless to say, I do go to another stylist now because I just absolutely refuse to continue giving her my money. And, you know, not only that, the price was changing every single time, even though I was getting the same thing every time the price was changing every single time. And I'm a good tipper. Okay. Like I was in the hospitality industry for a very long time, so I know how to tip. So when it, when I was in the hospitality industry, if somebody gives you a good tip, you want them to continue coming back to you because you want that guaranteed money. 
You know, you already know they're going to give you a good tip. So you want them to continue to come back and sit with you. But I don't know, maybe my, I mean, I'm pretty sure I always tip at least 20 to 25%. So, and sometimes more than that, depending on what it is. Um, but I don't know, maybe my tip wasn't good enough for her, but needless to say, there were a lot of missed opportunities for her to really engage me and turn me into a lifetime client. And instead she just totally blew the opportunity. And, um, you know, I don't think hairstylists in particular get training on things like this, which is why you do see a lot of people online, you know, complaining about stylists and whatnot. And it's in all communities, you know? So, um, I don't know this, just a couple of lessons I wanted to share with you guys because I just felt like that was really important. You can find a lesson in almost anything that you experience. Um, the stylist that I go to now, she's awesome. She talks to me again. I don't need somebody to talk to me. I really don't, but she's nice enough to talk to me and she remembers my name, which means a lot (laughs) based off my previous experience, you know? So I'm very thankful for that. And I feel comfortable when I'm coming to her. I don't have to worry about her like, you know, gossiping about other crazy things. And it's just not that type of vibe with her. So definitely thankful for this new stylist. Okay, so that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening in. And make sure you check out the show notes. Um, I'm going to include in the show notes a link to my free training. It's a six-step framework to help you build an unbreakable business. And this is all of the lessons that I mentioned in this are going to give you the strategies to help you do exactly what I said not to do in this episode. Okay. All the things that you don't want to do, all the things you want to avoid, this training is going to help you put together a really easy, simple, scalable system that you can grow and build upon. And yeah, go check it out. It's a fluff free 50 minute training. It's awesome. Um, and it's the same framework that I use for my one-on-one private coaching clients. So go and check it out. Or you can just visit unbreakablebiztraining.com to sign up for the training. So thank you so much. I will see you next time.